Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you know, reality television is one of the most popular genres on Australian television. And now there's some new research that's giving regulators fresh insight into viewer attitudes towards relationship-based reality television. Now, you'll know the more popular shows like Married at First Sight or The Bachelor or Love Island. Well, the Australian Communications and Media Authority decided to conduct research following an increase in complaints about these programs in the past year. And now details of those findings have been released. What they found is that three quarters of Australians have watched a relationship-based reality program at some stage and seven in ten current viewers had watched most or every episode of a program. Now, the programs provide light entertainment and escapism for viewers. But nearly 7 in 10 Australians are concerned about potential social harms. And nearly 6 in 10 expressed concerns about the treatment of participants. Well, we're talking reality TV today with our special guest, Damien Wilde, who leads the Australian Family Coalition. And he's in the job defending the family, promoting a society grounded on conservative Christian values and aspiring to safeguard our basic freedoms. Now, you'll know Damien Wilde and his name. He was at the forefront of the marriage debate back in 2017 and has been an outstanding advocate for the family and for Christian values, and is our guest through this coming hour. Damien, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Damien, it seems like Aussies, and perhaps this is uh, you know really broadly spread around the world, but uh, let's talk our Australian context here, a fascination for relationship-based reality TV. What are your thoughts? Oh, where do I start on this one, Neil? It's 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 not my usual topic, and you know I was listening into your, a bit of your last segment talking about life and death issues. This is obviously something quite different. Um, it's a strange phenomenon, really, that we have that uh, you know we can sometimes become so dissociated from those around us, our own family and friends, and suddenly have this obsession with what we can watch on the TV, uh, read about online with these reality programs, which really the, the name itself is something of a misnomer. Um, unreality TV might be a little bit more precise. That's not to knock people that watch them um, in times past, you know, more of a social thing with family. I've watched some of the more cooking-oriented shows, but really I think when we start to see ordinary family life, you know, come second place to these things or for people to fall into the trap of thinking that there is actually something real about reality TV, then we start to run into problems. Um, you've mentioned some of this, this research that's been done, and I'm very, very interested to talk with you about that as well. We'll get to that research because it's very significant because it's coming from the media regulator. And uh, so we'll get to that in just a few moments. But if we're talking these relationship-based reality television programs, uh, let's. Uh, when I looked for a list of these, I've got to say, Damien, 
there's so many I hadn't even heard of, uh, and there are so <laughs> many around the world. But uh, let me just name a few of the ones that listeners will certainly be familiar with, and listeners might like to call and be a part of our conversation today. And uh, whether you want to speak uh, that they're good, I'm not sure whether there'll be too many calls like that, but you might have your own experience of some of the effects on you and your relationships and your own family. But programs like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Married at First Sight, Farmer Wants a Wife, Beauty and the Geek, Love on the Spectrum, which is uh, adult people on the autism spectrum, uh, 90-Day Fiancé, there's some import ones like Jersey Shore, uh, Wife Swap, and uh, Bachelor in Paradise, and then programs like Blind Date. I mean, and that's just to name a few, because actually if I was going through them all, we'd take all of our time to talk about those, but there's an awful lot of programs which are around relationships. Now, it's an interesting thing with relationships, because if we talk marriage and family, and uh, biblical wisdom and God's way of doing family, uh, not many of those are actually supporting a godly way of looking at family, Damien. Oh, hardly. And I must admit, I, I, there's a fair chunk of programs that you mentioned that I hadn't heard of, um, but they all seem to play on very similar themes. You know, we can go back to some of the more staple elements of this, this field, relationships-based so-called reality TV, things like uh, Big Brother, which has now been on Australian TVs on and off for probably, I'm estimating the best part of 16 years. Um, none of these things demonstrate a healthy environment, healthy relationships where you construct a simulation, as it were, or in the case of Big Brother, to grab a, an assortment of people who I suspect are probably selected for their ability to grate on each other um, and lock them in a cooker pressure in, environment for weeks on end. It's hardly surprising you're going to make for very salacious and interesting viewing hardly a healthy viewing environment. Yes, well, I didn't even mention Big Brother, but you're right, uh, Big Brother is in some sense, and I don't know whether it's set up to be, but uh, it becomes a relationship-based program. It's this competition to win, and then you've got Survivor and those sorts of things. Mm. I'm not Mm. sure whether they're designed to be relationship-based as much as some of those other ones that we mentioned. But as I was doing some reading and some research on these sorts of things, Damien, I'll get your thoughts here. Uh, There's something in our ability or our desire to watch this reality relationship TV, uh, which is aligned with a certain level of voyeurism. Uh, the idea that, uh, you know, we're peeking through the window at someone else's life and uh, someone else's relationship and perhaps trying to make sense of what's going on. But uh, one comment I did pick up is that uh, if you align relationship reality TV with voyeurism, it actually starts to sound a little bit creepy. Uh, Any thoughts about uh, about the way that we are obsessed with this? Well, I don't think it's anything new, Neil. I mean, it it comes back to some core human strengths and weaknesses you know at the end of the day people are looking for intimacy they're looking for connection but perhaps in in these formats we're looking at it in the wrong way um you know in terms of some of our human flaws we can go back to to scripture to see for example telling some of the early churches to stop gossiping um and you know the way these programs provide talking points and Half the time, it's not even the program itself. It's all the banter and the chit-chat that you hear about it on the radio and on the internet. Because I must admit, I I certainly don't watch these programs. I'd rather watch paint dry. But 
to, it's inescapable the amount of commentary and gossip and voyeurism that actually surrounds them. So at the end of the day, look, it is something new-ish, but I think it it, um, it comes to some of the, the core human strengths and weaknesses that I mentioned earlier. And we might be wondering if it's harmless. And I want to come to perhaps some of this research that's come from ACMA, which is the media regulator, because they decided on the basis there's been so many complaints about these relationship-based reality TV programs that they would do some research and uh, do some surveying and find out what people think. And I wonder whether, and I know you've got some of those figures in front of you there, Damien, about a general overview of what the regulator might be thinking about uh, about TV programs. Yeah, they're actually on my phone, which I'm on, Neil, but I, I, so I can't give the exact percentages, but they were quite alarming. It was something, and you might like to correct me, but in the order of 70-something percent of people um, basically saying things like there should be warnings about the content of these programs. There should be um, warnings of the, the bullying and constructed environments that take place, i.e. that this is not real. It's, it, they are constructed scenes. Uh, and even the question of, and this is an issue I haven't actually heard for a while, but it's refreshing to hear it again, the suitability of time slots because you know it's all well and good for an adult to sit down and say, well, I know this is made up, this isn't real, it's all put on for TV, or these people are encouraged to have their little conflicts or conversely their relationships. But what are the children who watch these things with their, their parents perhaps or left to their own devices tune in because they think, hey, this is what a relationship looks like, this is something I can learn from. Um, we've, we've not seen this sort of debate, I think, for a while about TV time slots so it certainly is healthy, I think, for ACMA, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, to actually be looking at some of these issues because they are important. I think, yes, uh, honour to the media regulator, ACMA, for actually taking an initiative to find out what people really do think. And uh, let me just give you some of those percentages. You say, uh, you know, you don't have them, them in front of you, but I've got some of these details in front of me. And for mm. listeners, I mean, this is eye-opening. 76% of Australians think that there should be warnings or disclaimers at the start of the show, flagging mm. constructed scenes. Uh, then 75% believe information about seeking help should be shown after the program that's aired. 72% think there should be a disclaimer prior to showing depictions of bullying and unhealthy relationships. And 67% think these shows shouldn't be aired during family viewing times. In other words, pushing them back to beyond 8.30pm. Now, what's important here, I think, Damien, is that this is not 50-50, you know, half say this and half are all happy with it just as a, 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 a you know light entertainment. But these figures are all up around the two-thirds, three-quarters of people. So the majority of people want some action taken here. How does that make you feel? Look, I'm comforted by that. And I am, as you say, comforted by the fact that ACMA seem to be taking this seriously and actually gauging community standards on the issue. It's so often the case, whether it be a program or whether it be some form of advertising, that the regulatory process, that the wheels turn so slowly that by the time some sort of complaint has been lodged, the, the advert or the program is off our screens, off the air, uh, long before the matter is actually dealt with. But when you see these programs that actually run for a whole season, um, they're on our, our TV 
uh, channels for weeks, months at a time, it's actually good to see ACMA taking an active interest in that and how you know, best they can be framed um, because at the end of the day, it's not just you know, a healthy sort of community viewing time that we want. We also do have to think of children that can be viewing this as well, as, as we mentioned. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. We're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. You might have your own insight to offer as we talk about attitudes towards relationship-based reality television, 1-800-316-316. Damien Wilde is our guest from the Australian Family Coalition. Damien, let's take a call. Julie is in Margaret River in WA. Hello, Julie. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on. What are your thoughts, Julie? Um, oh, look, I have lots of big thoughts around about the whole, this whole generation and uh, the TV that's uh, what is in our faces really every day. And one of my biggest ones is how many years ago the swearing was not allowed on our radios. Uh, you'd never hear swearing in movies. And now we're getting movies and also these reality shows where, you know, uh, movies, the opening line, they pop in an F-bomb on the first sentence, you know. And um, so they're just normalising, swearing, and it's happening on, um, you know, through the day. And it's happening when we do have children and, and young people. It's becoming really normal to swear on TV. And, you know, it'll, it'll very... It's, it's horrible. It just um, meets through the communities and in people's lives to believe that it's normal. Julie, a good thought there. Uh, the sort of language that your family's being exposed to, and uh, there seems to be some community relaxation in those standards. Uh, your thoughts here, Damien, for Julie? Yeah, look, Julie, you've touched on some really, really important issues there. Um, language and blasphemy is another one as well that certainly grates with me when I, when I hear it. But, uh, well, actually, funny, you talk about the, the change in standards. There are some movies that I recall watching as a kid, you know, 30 or more years ago, and I thought they were quite tame, quite nice. You go back and watch them now and realise that the versions we saw 30 years ago were actually censored. And when you actually see the uncut versions, they're horrific. And I had no idea what we'd actually been protected from at the time. This is something that I have to be incredibly vigilant of myself as a, as a father. Um, I, I can't help but think that the solution to this has to be taking several avenues. The first of which is we do need to push back and say, you know, this is this is rubbish. We we don't we don't want this stuff. Um, and that's where, thankfully, perhaps you know, ACMA taking a bit of an interest in what people do want to see and hear on their their TV screens might be a start. The other thing is, I'm actually encouraged by the the growth of online. Uh, viewing by selection, for want of a better term, and I don't just mean Netflix or Amazon. I think there is a huge opportunity there for Christians and for other service providers to actually make good uh, programs available on request, on demand uh, from viewers. So there's a whole new possibility there uh, for people at home to be more selective in, in what they watch. Julie in Margaret River, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 to join in the conversation today. Let's hear from Sterling in Ararat in Victoria. Hi, Sterling. Hi, Neil. Hi, Damien. Good to speak to you guys. I don't know where to start on this. 
there, there seems to be like a race between the networks to to descend to the lowest form of depravity they can. I think these participants on these shows are carefully selected uh, that they can be manipulated by the producers to, you know, become, uh, you know, be on situations which is going to improve their ratings. However, it hasn't worked. My understanding is the latest... Uh, episodes of the uh, Bachelorette have failed dismally in the ratings for the Network 10, which is good to see. I think this is very dangerous, these type of shows, because their targeted audience are mainly younger people. Um, and this type of behaviour, they try and normalise this backstabbing, this swearing, this trash talk, this, this kind of business. And, and younger minds are impressionable and they may start to emulate some of these behaviours. And I think, you know, the, the regulating body, the ACMA, they, they should be, you know, encouraging networks to, or probably if there's some possible way of, of, of enforcing that this type of television show should not be broadcast before, say, 10 p.m., um, it is just trash. It is just absolutely garbage, all of it. And it should be just completely wiped. It's laziness on part of the... Sterling, you made some good points in there. Let's get a response from Damien. Oh, look, there's a lot of merit in what Sterling has to say. Um, I, I couldn't have put most of it any better myself. Um, look, it wouldn't surprise me if what you said was true regarding the, the collapse in ratings for some of these programs. And I think that's perhaps why they feel the need to go to ever to plumb the depths ever further with new programs, new concepts, ever crazier and, and more extreme. Um, but the question of ratings is an interesting one and it goes back to my sort of comment to the last listener regarding different options available. And I can't help but think that the best thing for people to do is to vote with their feet and just change the channel. Sterling, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. Your thoughts on relationship-based reality TV? Uh, you can offer all sorts of uh, dimensions here. There's, It's a pretty deep topic, so uh, call us on 1-800-316-316 and you might even offer a Christian dimension. How do Christians think about relationship-based reality TV? This is, while we're talking about television, Damien, there's a an overlap here because even as Sterling was saying it seems to be targeting young people but uh, young people are gravitating to an online world and there's a social media world which is uh, just as distorted as what's going on on TV and perhaps even more. What are your thoughts for this overlap? That's certainly true Neil. There is so many overlaps actually. Um, I, I must grab a pen and paper and write a few down before I forget. <laughs> one, one of them is the fact that you know, I mentioned before I haven't heard the sorts of discussions in recent years as I had previously about TV standards and so on. Uh, and I think it's largely because of the growth of the online world. And we mentioned a few of those things before, Netflix, Stan and so on. And so many people aren't even viewing the traditional TV style formats. They're actually just watching things on, on YouTube or TikTok. The, gro the growth of social media has been huge and it's probably come largely at the expense of TV viewing time, I dare say. But it'd be interesting to see the figures on that. Um, the, likewise, another overlap has been, you know, in terms of relationships, we're talking about how reality TV might be uh, forming or, I should say, distorting people's ideas of a healthy relationship. 
I think, unfortunately, some of those similar distortions we see just in the use of social media um, full stop. And you know, before anyone accuses me of pointing the finger, I'll point it at myself. I think that the use of some of these things, while brilliant tools in themselves, they allow you to be connected to someone on the far side of the world, but at the same time, you know, jeopardise healthy, productive time with those closest to you, your family and friends. So there are so many issues to unpack here. Uh, but, you know, it's really good that we're able to talk about it. Let's take another call. Victoria is in Brisbane. Hello, Victoria. Welcome along. Oh, hi. Victoria, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, I just wanted to um, comment on some things that I'd learnt as a health professional about viewing, uh, particularly in the realms of um, behaviour. So... Um, I used to work as a health professional and then I um, swapped to working with younger people and um, I learned a bit about mirror neurons. So in our brain, we actually have um, the ability to actually copy what behaviours we witness. Um, So a lot of what I found with a lot of the younger children uh, is that they will often watch television or YouTube um, and then they'll go and act out those behaviours. Um, because it's a natural um, ability that they have in their brain to copy what they have seen. Um, so I've noticed with my own children, I've actually actually cut down on TV viewing um, because a lot of the things have got increasing amounts of violence, um, behaviours in reality TV. I mean, I used to work in HIV prevention. Um, a lot of the reality TVs do encourage behaviours that can lead to harm um, later on. Um, I don't know whether anyone else has any thoughts on this or any experience Victoria, with it. really good insights. And, uh, you know, uh, to understand mirror neurons, uh, that's uh, an interesting one. But the, the way that uh, we tend have, to have this, uh, no doubt in the younger generation, uh, copying behaviours we witness. Uh, your thoughts for Victoria, Damien? I'm really glad that Victoria shared those comments and it's fascinating for me to hear a scientific explanation of what I think so many people observe um, or hear anecdotally. Certainly we've had these sorts of discussions I think as a society over the years on everything from computer games uh, and people acting out some of those scenarios and through to, to the extreme of you know porn which is having such a huge um, impact particularly on young people and particularly with its easy accessibility online. Um, I would just comment personally that in terms of learned behaviours and so on, even a lot of the cartoons and things we have today, uh, I have to be increasingly, again, vigilant on what my own children watch because even though we try to find appropriate uh, good things for them to watch when they do have some TV time, even if you discount violence, language and other things, even the, the manic behaviour of modern cartoons and children's program, uh, they just lend themselves to hype, which is something that children are prone to exaggerate and, and copy in real life. Parents need to be pretty thorough, I think, in, in having a handle on what their children are watching. But again, you know, it's fascinating to know that there actually is some science behind all of this. Um, and people aren't just making it up. This is a real thing. Damien, let's take another call. Charmaine is in Mariba in North Queensland. Hello, Charmaine. Welcome along. Hello, and good morning to you. I was just wondering whether my uh, comment was going to fit in with it, but you said it could direct, so that's good. Um, 
I'm just saying that um, in my studies that I'm doing just like today even, I was really challenged by um, Second Peter 1 and going on from there, but basically Second Peter to 1, 3, 4. And basically what it's saying there is to lay aside all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, envy and all slander, which is what these, I, I must say, I haven't really watched one, but I'm, I'm, I think my assumptions are pretty clear, are pretty true, that uh, most of these reality shows include all of those things. And that as Christians, um, and I liked what the host said before about um, walk with your feet, you know, as Christians, as newborn babes, we're to desire, to desire the pure spiritual milk of the word so that we can grow. And today I was really just um, challenged by what is junk food? You know, what's junk food that's going to hinder my growth? You know, I've tasted, I've seen that the Lord is good. I've been born again into his family and I want to grow spiritually in that direction. So I really was challenged today for what is junk food. And I made two columns. One was avoid completely, have nothing to do with this stuff. Another one was to cut down to uh, moderation. And I would probably say these reality TV shows are avoid completely because of the fact that they promote um, uh, or they entertain us with those sorts of um, characteristics such as malice, deceit, hypocrisy and all those sort of things which God has told us to lay those things aside now that we belong to him and we're walking, a, we're walking in a big Good insights there. And some will be thinking, oh, that sounds a little hard line. But uh, what you're in fact saying is that the reality is you've got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. And whether it's you and your own relationships or those that are happening within your family as a parent, uh, you've got to actually make some pretty tough decisions and be a bit intentional about that. Uh, Damien, what are your thoughts for Charmaine? I think Charmaine's actually come up with quite a brilliant analogy, and it's not one I'd really thought of before, you know, likening these sorts of programs and uh, and inputs to, to food. I mean, we're, taught, we, we're told that there are sometimes foods, and then there's foods completely to avoid, as she says. You know, we, we've been told over the years that uh, much-used phrase, you are what you eat. Um, likewise, we can't help but be formed by what we read, what we watch, what we listen to. These things tend to have... An effect, particularly on younger and more impressionable people. So I think it's a really good analogy to use. Um, likewise, her comment about uh, what strict, scripture exhorts us to. Certainly, we are told to to seek the good, you know, beauty, truth, love, and I don't think we're going to find any of those things in the sorts of programs that we've been talking about this morning. So I think she's raised some really good points there. Charmaine in Mariba, thank you so much for your call. Good insights. 1-800-316-316. Before we move on to another call, uh, one of the things here that, uh, that Charmaine did bring out was... You know, where are you getting your relationship reality from? And uh, and I think we could draw an allusion here uh, to the Christian foundation of finding our relationship values in the scriptures. Because I suppose before there was even television, uh, when we had only books, uh, the books that we would read, and in Australia certainly, our Christian heritage uh, shows that those relationships that, that were formed were often based on the values that people were reading in the Bible. Before we take another call, any thoughts there, Damien? Oh, look, you, you raise a really good point, Neil. And I think that in terms of guidance uh, and examples of healthy relationships, not all, of, not all of them romantic, as we know that there are different forms of love. And English 
doesn't really express that very well. You know, you've got to go back to the original Greek and elsewhere to really understand those nuances. But in terms of the proper model for love, we can't go past Scripture. And certainly in the New Testament, Christ himself and his apostles are really uh, are role models for people to live by. Okay, let's take another call. Joel is in Victoria. Hi, Joel. Welcome along. Yeah, thank you, Neil, for taking my call. How are you? Very well, Joel. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you took the last comment of my thoughts uh, this uh, afternoon. Um, uh, what I was thinking is, with all this reality show, myself and my family, right, we do watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and I pick up conversation for my sons and daughter asking to what is the opinion about what is happening, where does God and things. And uh, I just want you to put more light on this because I'm thinking these shows are coming up, they're pushing them on social media with hard, they're dragging people into the screen. You switch off your TV, it's going to come on the kids, uh, the young adults, uh, mobile phones. I think it's time for church and it's time for families, Christian families, to start having discussion in that area. What do you think? Joel, I think you've made a really important comment here and we'll get Damien's thoughts. But when you suggest that what you're seeing on these relationship-based reality TV programs might be the conversation starter in your own family to talk about how you actually uh, hold to those values and what your family values are. Damien, your thoughts for Joel? Look, I couldn't have worded it better than Joel has and I think he's actually raised a really valid point. I mentioned earlier the fact that I don't watch these things myself, but it's impossible to ignore them. They are commented on in the news for crying out loud as objective, uh, newsworthy things to report on. So they're completely inescapable and people are going to watch them, particularly younger people. And if we don't have these conversations with them, someone else will. And they'll certainly be getting a very one-sided view of what a healthy relationship looks like. Conversely, as Joel said, to actually sit around the family dinner table and proactively discuss these things, I think is a really, really great way to have these sorts of conversations, which otherwise some people tend to shy away from. You know, even Christian parents, I think, may struggle at times to have those sorts of conversations about um, their future, romance, family formation, what a healthy relationship looks like. So perhaps, you know, the, uh, the silver lining on this cloud is it creates those great opportunities to have those conversations. Thank you so much for your call, Joel. 1-800-316-316. You might have your own insight about these relationship-based reality TV shows. Let's take another call. Reg is in Western Australia. Hi, Reg. Good day, how you going, mate? Good. What yeah, are your thoughts? Uh, I, I just make the assumption, yeah, like with these um, things that are on TV and stuff, you know, like uh, it's entertainment value according to the world. Um, but, like, you see them come on and you just change the channel anyway and and um, you normally go to a lifestyle thing on, and that, unfortunately, you use American, you know, about how they're going to buy this house or whatever. <laughs> um, and there's not a lot of, of uh, difference on there, but what I've found is I've uh, just recently gone through a bit of a stint where uh, we actually went through a separation and I had to go to see um, seek counselling, etc., etc., and um, I found, you know, because I had a problem with the media and porn, and you know, like the professional help and that that I got was marvellous, you know, and it's made me realise that, you know, it isn't all right, you know, to think, oh well, it's just, you know, porn or it's just 
this or it's just it's not because it's not what God wants of me for my family, and it's not of God what God wants for my wife and family either. And I have to think now: what values do we put on our own selves? You know, as Christians in a Christian country, I've learned, you know, and I've thought I'd been a, a good Christian for thirty years, you know, twenty eight. 29 years, only to find out that my values were like a, a lean-to sort of thing. You know, they, they they were quite different to what God's values are. And it was through what I went through and where I went through with got the help to see that it, it isn't all right to do all that and that we must adhere and see to God's word. And that's the only way we can do it. And and I had a somebody say to me a while ago, the only way to change these things is to get on to people and get on to your politicians and stuff and your and and actually, you know, write to them and, and be positive, you know. And I've never been in that situation either, but I, I feel that we've got to now as Christians. Yeah, but, Reg, yeah. thank, thank you, you so much for your own candid comments there too and uh, just uh, uh, selflessly uh, telling it as it is. Uh, your thoughts for Reg, uh, Damien? Yeah, well, look, Reg, I, I concur with Neil. Thank you for your, your openness and your honesty and I certainly hope everything works out for you. I think it's important to note that, you know, we're, we're in the world. We're told to be in the world but not of it. But, you know, we're obviously not immune from the forces of the world. And the most important thing to say there as a Christian is if we rely on our own strength, ultimately we're going to fail. We need to look a bit, bit higher than, than that. Um, but the, the other point you made towards the end, Reg, was really important. And I think that's the, the easy accessibility of these sorts of things in our world. So while we have to obviously do the best we can to, to live good lives, we need to push back against that culture that makes these things so accessible, uh, so acceptable, um, because it's not, as you say, and it's time we start pushing back. Reg, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Rini is in Harvey Bay in Queensland. Hello, Rini. Welcome. Uh, morning, Neil. Morning, Damien. Thanks for having this program. It's really wonderful and well wanted. Um, I, my point is, you know, with looking at these relationships, so-called on uh, TV, but it's what it can't be doing our relationship with God any good. A verse that I think think of when I come to making decisions. Like this, it's for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret, which is in Ephesians. And also, you know, the world today it has made things that are evil, good and good, evil. We don't have fulsome programs to watch, so I've very rarely, you know, watched TV. Wonderful thoughts there, Rini. Uh, your uh, your uh, follow-on thoughts there, Damien? I think those points are very well made, and particularly the point that, as a society, we've inverted um, what we should hold up as as an example and model to follow, and you know we've exalted all those things which are wrong. You know, I, I really fear for many young people today the the poor example they're being set not simply by these programs, but but by many other things as well in terms of 
you know, a healthy sexual relationship um, and what that should look like within the context of marriage and family. You know, so many young people, particularly Christians, are ridiculed for wanting to seek the good and do the right thing. Um, it's very hard for young people, I think, to find, increasingly hard to find good examples and peer support. So this this conversation we're having this morning, while the reality TV aspect is a huge, huge issue, I think it's it's a manifestation of a much deeper cultural problem that we need to address. Rennie in Harvey Bay, thank you so much for your call. Just to, to touch on this for a moment here, Damien, before there's there's lots more calls I can tell you uh, wanting to come, and we'll, uh, we'll get those in just a moment, but we're so easily swept along in our culture by what we're seeing in the media and on social media, and it's a lowering of our Christian standards in the name of a little bit of escapism and light entertainment, and you can't put your, let your guard down anywhere. Uh, Damien, this is one of those challenging things, isn't it? Because uh, perhaps we're not as serious about who we are as men and women created in the image and likeness of God uh, and the things that popular television wants to tell us about that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, once again, I'll point the finger at myself. I think it's all too easy to... Uh, appear to be pontificating, but at the same time, do we actually challenge ourselves? You know, am I um, circumspect with what I read, with what music I listen to, right down to the conversations I have with with those around me in the workplace, in my family and elsewhere? Um, It's a challenging environment in which to live. And I think while we can and we should talk about raising standards across the board, it starts with us our own choices, our own behaviour. So in terms of something practical, there's something that we can look at right today. Taking calls, 1-800-316-316. John is in Western Australia. Hi, John, welcome. Uh, Thank you, Neil. Uh, Damien, thank you for your programme. Look, I was just wondering, listening to all of the comments that are being made, whether this is uh, an opportunity for a gifted uh, scriptwriter and a producer to come up with a show that demonstrates uh, through having, you know, different families in a reality television show. Uh, Like, I remember when I first came to Australia, I used to watch, I think it was a country life or something like that, where I learned so much about what Australian life was like. But we could have a reality TV show where the good and the bad and the what's and all is demonstrated, but it also shows how good families can develop from uh, different situations and uh, different uh, problems that arise within families. And I, I think that would be a wonderful reality TV show to watch. I mean, I don't watch anything, but I think uh, I was thinking of my grandchildren. I could sit with them like I used to sit with my my own children who are now in their 40s. And we used to watch this show called A Country Life and whatever. And it was magnificent because it was so clean and it had its problems, but it demonstrated where uh, goodness could arise. John, interesting that you raise some of those sorts of things. Uh, in fact... Uh, for those who are, you know, serious about Christian television, and uh, you've got that through TBN and all sorts of other ways that you can access Christian television, there actually are a whole lot of Christian reality-style 
uh, TV programs uh, in, coming out of, I guess, probably mainly the US. Uh, one called The Sisterhood, uh, which uh, is about the lives of five preachers' wives as they battle parenting issues, marital problems and financial troubles. There's another one, interestingly, called Divas for Jesus, uh, and uh, it features the lives of upscale southern women that live naughty during the week and act nice on Sunday. Now, now this it's interesting, isn't it, that you can actually have uh, all sorts of problems that might arise and in Christian circumstances and people grappling with those. Uh, but uh, anyway, coming back to your thoughts for John, uh, Damien. Well, both you and John raised some interesting points there, Neil. Um, I certainly hadn't heard of some of those programs. I might go and check them out afterwards. Um, but look, it's an interesting one. When John made the comment about alternatives like this, I was racking my brains to think, you know, would they fly? Would we actually see uh, modern mainstream media um, choose these sorts of programs? Would they do it other than perhaps to mock these lifestyles? But I think if they were sensible, if they were to look at what people want and taking it as a given, as someone suggested earlier, that the ratings are sliding for what's currently on our TV screens. I think if you look at some of the choices that people have been watching in recent years, whether it's cooking shows, home renovations, moving out to the country, at at the core, I think people still want the good things in life and they're intrigued by it. It's something that a lot of people are lacking. So to have the example of of a Christian family on our TV screens, you know, look, I just hope they get the courage to try something like that, one of these mainstream TV stations. Let's hope that happens. John, thank you so much for your call. And running out of time, and just to come back to this ACMA research, uh, ACMA, the uh, the broadcasting regulator, and, uh, and their research uh, was around community attitudes. And one of the things they found, Damien, was that the distinction between real and unreal elements is not always clear for viewers. And perhaps having a conversation like this today uh, brings out some of the unreal uh, nature of the relationships that are portrayed And there may be some ways that listeners could engage by even uh, complimenting ACMA on their uh, survey or uh, encourage them uh, along the the sorts of lines of the things that they felt that they should uh, perhaps put into to train uh, for regulation. Any thoughts here on what listeners might do to a conversation like this today that might have some sort of uh, action to it that might do some good? Well, there's a few things that can be done, Neil. I think, firstly, as you say, it, it's so rare, it seems, that we're, we're talking in a positive sense about what a government agency is doing. And I actually think that when they do get it right, uh, they ought to be encouraged and, and complimented, as you suggest. So that's certainly one thing. Um, something that the opportunity ever presents for, for listeners to actually contact their local MP on these sorts of issues. It might seem a strange one, but I've actually seen this done very successfully over the years. Because at the end of the day, parliamentarians are people too. They have families, they have children, and they're not immune from the same pressures uh, that that all all of us are. Um, So just making them aware, just in a casual conversation, it's that opportunity not to say, vote this way or the other, or else you'll lose my vote at the election. It's actually just a conversation to have, and I think that's a useful one. But the most... I think the most important thing that's come out of this morning's conversation and perhaps the closest to home is to use this as a teaching moment. Um, I forget which one of the the callers mentioned this earlier, but it was a brilliant point about using this um, as as a talking point within the family home to sit around the table 
to spend that special one-on-one time and actually discuss some of these really core issues, which otherwise people may not get a chance to discuss. So there's some really good things that I think have come out of this morning. Well, I'll give a couple of websites. I'll give the ACMA website where listeners can actually download uh, the detail that the uh, the broadcasting regulator has come up with with their survey. It's acma.gov.au and uh, you'll find a, t- a link there for their articles and you'll find one that's uh, the releases about their reality TV research and their MAFs investigation findings. So acma.gov.au. You can also connect with Damien Wilde today at his website, ostfamily.com.au. A-U-S-T family.com.au. Ostfamily.com.au. And uh, connect with the Australian Family Coalition. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.